Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to your Mutiny Radio Happy Hour with your host, Erie Diamond. Hi. All right. What's your question, miss? You can't pay with a card. No, actually, you just put the whole card in there, though. <laughs> you want to do that? Oh, you're not. Pro- oh no, then just sit your ass down. No, it's only it's pay to play. No, you can just come enjoy. We would love. Oh my God, wait. I'm sorry, you're not a comedian. Oh my God, fucking sit down. We're so happy you're here. Do you like comedy? Oh my God, that's terrific. Oh my gosh, so good. We have an audience member, you guys. This is like so good. All right, you guys, welcome to Mutiny Radio. Open mic, yay! This is where we try out our stuff to other comedians and who uh, resent each other. It's fucking (laughs) amazing, amazing. Rules of the game, everybody's going to get five minutes and um, $2 to, to... perform so but um it's gonna be fun are we all excited yay yeah i i oh i'll warm up the the comedians real quick i'm fucking so stupid <laughs> no i um i i i had this boyfriend one time and he he was like a he's like you know you're you're a terrible liar you're a terrible liar because uh, your face you're so expressive with your face it's so obvious you know and, uh, and then he asked me, he was like, he's like, have you cheated on me? Yeah. And I was like, no. And then and I started thinking about, you know, when I cheated on him and like how good that dick was and stuff, you know? <laughs> and then, uh, and then he suddenly, he was just like, uh, oh, I knew it. And I, I caught a glimpse of my face in the mirror, and I guess, I guess I had this look on my face. So I think I'm a bad liar. So there's that. There's that. Uh, you guys want to just get this thing started? <laughs> no, just because, like, last time we ran out of time, and that was not cool, right? That's not, you guys didn't come here to hear me. You came here to hear yourselves. Yeah, What did you say? Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do, like, I'm going to basically headline this shit in between everybody. How about that? Let's do it. All right. Um, First on the, uh, first up in this great show that we're going to have with a million comedians. I've done the same thing at Cobbs, by the way. Um, (laughs) Had like 20 fucking comedians. Um, All right. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage. Adita Shankar. Was it close? Was that close? Yeah, well, whatever. Hello, everyone. I'll put this in. Everyone ready for some comedy? Here we go. Well, I think Adam is up next, whoever Adam is. So you have that to look forward to. Um, a lot of people see an Indian guy uh, in Silicon Valley, always just assume this guy must play for the Warriors, right? Like, it's like... I mean, I know we often get pigeonholed into that, but no, I don't play for the Warriors. I occasionally play with them on like NBA 2K, but that's kind of the extent of that. I didn't really want to be a basketball player when I was growing up as a kid. People would always tell me, you know, Michael Jordan got cut from, the, got cut from his varsity team as a freshman, so don't worry. 
It's like, yeah, but when you get cut from like the co-ed rec league as a senior, maybe you should start worrying a little bit, right? Or at least like working on that jumper maybe, <laughs> putting in something. Huh? Um, you know what it's like to get cut from the co-ed rec league? Literally there was like a puddle of water on the ground that made the team, right? Puddle for my tears. Uh, at least that thing could play some defense though. <laughs> now I'm kind of done with all these Oh, everyone starts from somewhere stories, right? Like, did you know Usain Bolt couldn't even walk at one point? It's like, yeah, when he was six months old. Yeah. Or did you know Michael Jordan was the size of a basketball at one point? <laughs> no, my favorite was when people would tell me, don't worry, Michael Jordan puts his pants on one leg at a time too. I mean, he's also athletic and not Indian, you know? So it's like, <laughs> but most importantly, not Indian, right? Oh, God. No, but I could kind of tell in high school, like, the cooler kids were playing the more physical sports, like football, wrestling, speech and debate, right? Like, so, hey, those cross-examinations could get rowdy, all right? Like, I got in a physical confrontation once, almost, but I instead, uh, like, what is it? I resolved that situation with my words, thankfully, yeah. No, like, I wanted to join a team, I wanted to be on a team in high school where I'd get like lifelong skills, right? And to this day, I'm very comfortable t uh, talking in front of others and very uncomfortable talking to women, right? It really just stayed with me through it all. I, there was like, uh, we had this event called Congress, right? Where we'd simulate like the United States Congress, right? Um, except we would actually do something, right? So it was a little bit, uh, a little bit different than the, um, not that accurate, I guess. I used to tell girls in high school that I was on the forensics team, right? Because I thought that sounded a lot more badass, right? I was like, wow, like I'm Sherlock Holmes or something, like solving crime. No, you guys didn't believe that, right? I wasn't talking to girls in high school, come on. No. No. Uh, our coach used to say, or like to get us pumped up for tournaments, he used to say, no one remembers the man who landed on the moon second, right? And I always used to feel bad for Buzz Aldrin's kids, right? Poor kids don't even remember their father. Imagine Buzz Aldrin telling his kids to do anything. They're like, pick up your toys. They're like, you hear anything? You hear something? Sounds like second place to me. <laughs> Mediocrity. Um, no, and when our coach would say that, I'd be like, coach, this is the dual county league, like quarterfinals, all right? No one's going to remember if we win either, all right? Like, maybe Ben's mom, but even she's like, well, you guys could have been on the math team. <laughs> I, uh, I started watching my health recently. Um, well, I binge watched it, I guess. Um, honestly, kind of a flop. Um, not so sure it's gonna get a second season. <laughs> um, that's always a bit of a wake-up call, right? When Netflix says <laughs> the next uh, recommends that the next thing you watch is your health. Yeah. Um, and my uh, my one of my friends just started this like juice cleanse diet. Um, so then it said you actually might enjoy watching that more. So watching his health. Anyone else here really uh, like upset about like the top 1%, right? And like just like that upper echelon of society, right? Like that 0.1% of bacteria that's not killed by hand sanitizer, right? Like talk about privilege, right? I mean, you literally have to be Ebola just to stay alive, right? Meanwhile, pneumonia is working like three different immune systems just to make ends meet and it's just getting crushed out there, right? There are certain parts of the country where I believe white people Oh, that's it, actually. No. Uh, no, there are certain parts of the country where I believe white people when they say they don't see color, right? Like, up in the marina, I feel like at this point the like color-seeing part of the brain it just 
isn't needed anymore, right? It just assumes white. It's almost like the appendix, right? Like after a point, it's just like a vestigial organ, right? All right, guys, I'll wrap it up there. Thank you so much. Take your shit, man. Take your shit with you. Good job. No. Oh, why did you just say? Okay, good. I thought you said no, it wasn't. I'm like, oh my God. Don't. I can't have another comedian quit comedy. I don't know. Uh, I used to be really slutty, you guys. I was really slutty. I was really slutty. And um, usually you get some claps for that. But that's cool. Uh, yeah, it's actually. It, it, it's ironic because I actually caught the clap a couple times. So, I mean, it was. It was kind of bad because a couple of my friends nicknamed me Applause, which is like rude if you ask me. But I don't know. Here's the thing. Um, I slept around so much. I don't know, you guys. I might have some kids out there I don't even know about. You know what I mean? Like, I don't always use protection. So, uh, all right. Coming up to the stage next, a uh, very good friend of mine. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Adam Perlstein. All right. All right. So, uh, boop -a -doop -a -boo. um, you know, I uh, found out my uh, girlfriend uh, recently cheated on me with uh, my best friend. Um, so I don't know if I should uh, break up with her or just get a new dog. That's all I wanted to work on. No. Um, I, uh, uh, the Time's Up movement, the Me Too movement is all kind of coming to uh, fruition right now. It's kind of cool that Bill Cosby's going to jail. Weinstein turned himself in. Like, it's so crazy how things uh, turned out. Like, if I was a kid, if I was a kid and you told me that Bill Cosby was a rapist and Kevin Spacey was a pedophile, I would have been like, well, I probably would have been like, hey, sir, I'm a kid. Why tell me all this stuff? Like, it's not really appropriate for my young ears to hear that. Um, but I'm glad that it's all, they're going to jail. I mean, like, I understand this isn't a popular thing to say, but Harvey Weinstein and Bill Cosby going to prison helps women way more than Hillary being president, which isn't even a debatable thing. That's a straight fact. And uh, I just hate the excuses that the guys had, like, for why they did it. Like, oh, it's because I'm a sex addict. I'm sorry. Like, oh, it's because I'm gay. I'm sorry. Oh, it's because uh, she had the hiccups and I was trying to scare her. Like, the worst excuses ever for assaulting somebody because he had the best job ever harvey weinstein like just offering people roles for sex just like hey if sex with me i'll put you in a movie and now he's in prison so now he has to be like hey if you don't have sex with me i'll put you in a movie like just trying to not get raped they're gonna remake uh goodwill hunting and both ben affleck and matt damon will be white nationalist gang members who promise not to have sex with weinstein and you guys get what i'm going with there um, this is something that's never worked, but I think it's the smartest joke I've ever written. So if people say that, uh, if you take your foreskin off, then sex isn't as enjoyable. Um, does that mean if you get your tonsils removed to make sucking dick less enjoyable? <laughs> it's good, right? But not at the same time. Um, so here's a cute observational 80s uh, style joke here. So, um... I almost got hit by a Prius the other day. Uh, so quiet. Like, you, I didn't even hear it coming. Like, electric cars are very quiet, but blenders, super loud. How does that work? How can they make a 4,000-pound driving machine virtually silent, but the second you want to make, uh, you know, I can't vacuum after 9 p.m. That's crazy how that works there. 
I need Dyson to make uh, blenders that go really quiet. That'd be cool if Dyson was around in like the 50s where they could make like Jim Crow bathrooms. Just, just like Dyson makes segregated bathrooms where they put your hand under the dryer like it only works for white skin and doesn't work for the other people trying to use it. That's what they would have done. The future of racism. Uh, boop, 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 boom. So, um, I remember I was in sixth grade. I was playing a game of uh, spin the bottle. You guys know spin the bottle? Do you guys look like you? You're you speak English? I just speak English. Uh, okay, cool. All right. I'm glad you have the accent. Though. I'm just like you don't look like you're from here. And if you are from here, you're a douchebag. But I'm glad that you're not. But nice to have you guys here. So I was in sixth grade. We're playing a game of spin the bottle. And uh, you might be thinking sixth grade a little young for uh, spin the bottle. But you know, it was the '90s. Girls a little bit looser back then. We're having some fun. And uh, the bottle landed on a girl who, like, did not want to kiss me. She was, like, grossed out by me. And I probably should have been like, you know what? It's just a stupid game. You don't have to kiss me. But, you know, it was the 90s. Guys were less considerate of women's feelings back then. So I went in for the, uh, the kiss. You know they, they use, like, sexual analogies for baseball? How, like, home plate is sex, third base, mouth stuff, second base, hand stuff. If you're a real slut, they call it the diamond. I'm just kidding. It was the perfect smart joke. Because you said that you were one. All right. And, uh... <laughs> Third base, her last name's Diamond. Third base is uh, mouth stuff. Second base is hand stuff. The sour look on her face when she kissed me was like she got hit by a ball and had to walk to first base. She's like covering her head. Ow, her friend rips off her mouth guard, starts chasing at me. I'm like, I'm sorry, it was a mistake. Didn't mean to. Um, where are you guys from? Sorry, we were talking. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Cool, where are you guys from? I'm from... Your accent, I mean, like, where's where does that come from? Israel, hey, shalom, welcome, you guys. Cool, Elohim, or Elohim, right? Ahadstein, Shalosh, Arba, Hamesha, Sheva, that stuff. I remember a little bit from uh, Nazi youth organization, how to trick, pretend to be Jewish to attract them into your train and take them to the, yeah. That's where I learned Hebrew at, um, anyway. Um, <laughs> I was a disinfo agent for the German military. In the <laughs> um, thank you. So, is this, you guys ever relate to this? This is just a, there's no joke here, um, but uh, you ever like wait in to use a public restroom and like there's a person there's taken forever, so you start bonding with the other person in line. It's like, what the fuck's up with this guy? And then it's your turn to go and you're just like, I'm going to be the best to go in the bathroom. I'm going to show everybody how good I am at taking a shit. And you go in there, you shit your pants, put soap in your eyes, walk outside and you're just like, well, wasn't I considerate? All right. Uh, last joke here. So, did I get a light? I'm so sorry. Am I running on a light here? I got a finger. I'm sorry, I missed it. I mean, I'm used to the annoying fucking horn things. Uh, thank you. Nice. Some real authority. A circus toy. Um, so there's a lot of weird uh, tech companies in the area, like weird names for them, like Google, Uber. They sound like baby names. It's kind of weird. Uh, I think Yelp's the weirdest one. Yelp's kind of a weird name for a company because I just picture some guy and like, hey, everybody, I got an idea for a company. It's called Yelp. And his partner's like, Yelp? He's like, yeah, you know that sound when you kick a dog? Yeah, go to your house, I'm gonna kick your fucking dog. And his partner's like, what if we just review restaurants? And he's just like, all right, think about that. It's a better, it's a better plan. Anyway. Oh, I have an Israel joke. One Israel joke before I go. All right, here's an Israel joke. Um, so I hope the, uh, I'm from the Bay Area, so I hope the um, Warriors beat the Rockets. But I also hope the Rockets beat the Warriors because I support Israel. Yeah, right? All right, thank you guys. That's my thing. All right, give it up for Adam Pearlstein. Or as I like to pronounce it, Adam Pristine. 
I, you were gone. Um, just to catch you up earlier, I said uh, I don't know how to pronounce anybody's name. I'm just going to pronounce everybody's name incorrectly, and then no one will know the difference. That's what I said. It wasn't. I just wanted to catch you up because I feel like we're all close here because it's a small room. Um, actually, I, I was on a comedy show that, that was reviewed on Yelp one time. And I'll just let you guys know, uh, the bad news is they did not like it. <laughs> and, but the good news is that now I know how to spell abysmal. So there is that. So, all right, you guys ready for your next comedian? Uh, coming to the stage now is Mr. Mike Crow. Thank you, and perfect pronunciation. Just wanted to compliment you on that. I know it's a little odd name, Mike Crow, very exotic, I know, but some people have trouble, but thanks so much for that. How's everyone doing? Good, yeah, yeah, see. At least two people. Welcome, you guys coming in. It's pretty nice. Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, yeah, I'm in a professional comedian. I have my little plastic paper security blanket. I know that makes great radio, but that means I'm holding my notes as I'm talking. Anyway, um, they say that one man's junk is another man's treasure. I say that one man's junk is now my junk if I bought it at your yard sale. I think that's how. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do love word association games. I don't know if you guys like them. What do these three words have in common? Tom, Cruz, and gay. If you answered lawsuit, you are correct. Yeah, yeah. He, he does like to sue people. Yeah, I say that. Um, in Hollywood movies, um, sex is bad, but violence is good. Um, if you show a breast, uh, that, that's an R. Uh, but if you slice a breast, that's a PG-13. It's a little weird, a little creepy. I don't know, Hollywood. Um, my dream job was always to be an airline pilot. That has got to be the easiest job in the world. Uh, you just put the plane on autopilot. You just press a button and take a nap until you land somewhere in the Pacific. I guess. I don't know where you land. I haven't figured that out. But uh, um, We talk politics to prove we're right. But we only reveal our inner hypocrisy. Like, I am very progressive, but I, I still believe in personal responsibility. Uh, not for myself so much, but for other people. You know, responsible people. I, I can't handle that responsibility. Yeah. Um, etiquette teaches you to do the right thing in a world that no longer exists. Uh, it demands that ladies be served before gentlemen, but not all women want to be treated that way, and, and not all women are, are ladies. Now, when would one serve skanks? Um, people have problems, people that have problems go to therapists, but some of those people become therapists. I had one of those therapists. Uh, he never said anything, so I asked him for advice. Uh, then he would not shut up. He would just complain about his life. I was like, whoa, well, I, I'm the one paying you to listen to me. I get it. You have daddy issues. Let's let's save it for your therapist. Hey guys, that's it for me. Good night. Thanks. <laughs> All right, Mr. McKee Crowey. Is that good? Is that good? Perfect. Perfectly good. Good. All right. Um. Sorry, guys, I didn't realize who was up next. We had a little time there. Um, all right, so get ready for your next comedian. Woo, we're having a good time? Yay, we're having a good time. 
Yeah, the whole Bill Cosby thing is kind of funny, actually. He, did you guys notice that like this particular trial wasn't nearly as fun as the last one? Did you notice that? Like, no, like, okay, the last one, he was like making up excuses why he wasn't supposed to be on trial. He's like, uh, I'm too blind. I'm too blind to stand trial. I'm like, dude, you're not only a rapist, you're a chronic masturbator now. Like, what the fuck is that? You know what I mean? <laughs> so I don't know. And then Mrs. Cosby, you guys ever notice when you see her out in public, she's always, she looks like, she looks like everything's fine. Like she's walking around, totally blank face, totally out of it. You know? Oh shit, that's his type. I get that. All right. All right. I get that. Hey, don't don't quack 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 me. All right, guys, get ready for your next comedian coming up to the stage, Mr. Hunter Star Star Hunter. I am so sorry. Didn't you say that you were gonna butcher everybody's name? I was like, oh great, she's gonna have no problem butchering mine because it's just really really easy to. It's not a joke, just a thing that happens. Um, so I was hanging out with my girlfriend and her little sibling. She has a little brother who's like 10 years old or so. And he asked me what happens when you stab a fish. I mean, I know what he, I think I'm pretty sure he means like biologically, you know, or like maybe like physically, like what are the physical mechanics? Like he grew up like kind of sheltered, I guess. Like I, gr- I grew up in the sticks in Louisiana, but he grows up in like Sonoma County. So he's never had the opportunity to stab a fish before. That's kind of annoying. Can we like? I'm, I'll, I'll just do it. <laughs> Pam, let the record state that I closed the door to the outside world during my own set <laughs> because I'm a goddamn civic-minded person. Um, what was I talking about? Oh yeah, so stabbing fishes. Yeah, so he's never had an opportunity to do it. So he's like, "What happens when you stab a fish?" And I'm like, "I think it's just a misdemeanor." Uh, so I'm just going to kind of talk about something that happened. I was, uh, contacted by a stranger on Facebook. You know, this happens sometimes, but for whatever reason, it didn't go to the, um, you know, the, the other inbox, whatever, you know, like I actually saw it. We'll get into the other inbox later, but it was from this guy named Hunter Franks. And long story short, he wanted to invite me to a gathering of hunters in the Bay area. Other guys who shared my first name or, or, or girls, I've met, I've met girl hunters, just anybody in the Bay area named Hunter to gather. <laughs> right. And then he, he sent me a Facebook invitation called the Hunter gathering. And I didn't get that joke until the sixth time I read it. Most of you guys don't get it because your name isn't Hunter. But if your name was Hunter, you would live your entire life with people going like, Hey motherfucker, where's gather. <laughs> so the Hunter gathering is hilarious. The sixth time you read it. Um, and I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, I'm going to go to that. I'm a fucking like comedian. Why wouldn't I go to something like that? And then, of course, I invited Hunter Uniac. Anybody know Hunter Uniac? But he was busy or something like that. So he was like, no, I'm not going to come. I'm like, you're dumb. You're not going to come to the Hunter Gathering? You serious? So, and later on, I was uh, talking to some other comedians at Neck of the Woods, and they were like, supposed to be another Hunter there that night, but he wasn't there. And they're like, did you kill him? can there only be one hunter? Is it like a Highlander thing? And I was like, no, he just didn't show up. But it's funny that you would say that because listen to this fucking Facebook message because now I'm starting to get kind of freaked out. Because uh, like when I think about the Facebook message within the context of somebody's trying to lure me 
and murder me, it takes on a completely different connotation. Hi, exclamation point. I'm reaching out because your name is Hunter and you might live in the Bay, question mark. I met another guy named Hunter and said, wouldn't it be funny to host a gathering of all the hunters in the Bay because dot, dot, dot. Why not, exclamation point, question mark. So now it's happening, exclamation points. Would you, would love to know have you there, and if you know of any other hunters, please invite them too, exclamation point. Like that last line is really what does it for me. But yeah, I, I, in reality, I could make jokes and stuff, but in reality, I went, and it's fucking awesome. I met, I met with three other hunters. They're all badasses. We met at Southern Pacific Brewery. They're all badasses. There's no boring hunters. One's like a professional photographer. One's like a public art installation guy. One's a, the most boring one is in real estate. Sorry, Hunter Mitchell. But he's like very like handsome and like tall and put together looking. So it makes up for it. And so we've decided to do it. This is all true. We've decided to do it quarterly. <laughs> We're going to have a quarterly hunter gathering. And I'm supposed to bring another hunter with me for the next gathering. You know, I have to gather another hunter for the next gathering. And it, I mean, it should be easy, right? You think that Hunter Uniac would come with me, especially now that I've publicly shamed him on the radio. I just realized that Pam's not actually back there. Oh, hey, what's up, person? How am I doing on time? Is this a good story? <laughs> good, good. All right, I guess I should tell a joke. I'll wrap it up with a joke. <laughs> I'm scared to perform CPR. On someone, I know how I'm actually certified, but I'm scared to perform. I do, I am. That's that's a joke. To you. <laughs> I'm scared to perform CPR on somebody because if I do it successfully, it could be sexual assault, and if I do it incorrectly, it could be necrophilia. Thank you. Have a good night. All right, give it up for Hunter, whatever your last name is. All right, are we having fun? We're having a good time? Yeah. yeah. How you doing, one audience member? You doing good? Yeah. You doing good? You doing good? Did you notice I have a broken blood vessel in my eye? It's a really good orgasm. That's what happened. I'm like really hoping that the one that blows the top of my head off, that's going to be fucking great. I can't wait. But uh, all right. All right, guys. Wait, uh, your next comedian, he's a really good. I've actually seen this dude perform a lot. He's really good. I'm going to talk him up. He is so good. And he's going to do a bunch of new stuff. And it's going to be terrific. Give it up for Mr. Arjun. Whatever his last name is. Energy. Uh, what up? I don't think you could kill all the hunters. You'd have to kill like every third kid in Walnut Creek. There's a lot of them. It's a very common name right now because it's like fun, but like, you know, now it's common, so it's not fun anymore. They're going to change it to random Game of Thrones characters. I guarantee you. It'll be a lot of Khaleesi's. Anyways, um, that's a mare. Here's my joke. <laughs> What's the deal with airline food? No, that's not my joke. To everyone who criticizes mumble rap, I say to you, that joke's not that good. I'm going to stop telling it. Um, you guys witnessed it. I'm, I'll tell it at what I'm doing very well, but need more material because it's fun, but not good. Uh, um, here's the joke I was going to tell. I uh, The most offensive joke I ever told, I was at a motorcycle club in Hayward, I was at their headquarters, and I said, you guys want to hear a joke about why motorcycle gangs are fucking pussies? 
and then said this, I could beat an entire gang of motorcycles in a fight. How? It's with a car. And they did not appreciate that. Because uh, it turns out about two weeks earlier, one of their friends had died in a motorcycle accident. So I was right. Uh, I was totally right. Here's, here's a punchline I was supposed to do in between the really good one and now. Uh, it's a lot easier to just be like, oh, you just got triggered uh, when the person you've offended is some like fat, blue-haired college student. It's, but when it's a 200-pound man nicknamed Bear, you're like, maybe your feelings are valid. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. And then I go, I was right. That's such a good fucking joke progression. I'm sorry I didn't do it right. Oh, I'm sorry. I apologize. You know what? What if I do it just from beginning, from the top? No. No, I'm not going to do it from the top. I have a joke about being bipolar. So I'm bipolar. That's my new diagnosis. And when I first got that diagnosis, I was very happy. And then I got very sad, uh, which is how that works. Uh, um, just sometimes you think two things on two different things. Um, but no, I'd say for me, the, uh, the good part of mania is that I have all my best ideas manic. The bad part is that I have all my worst ideas manic. And then the worst part is that I can't tell the difference. Uh, I'm like, let's start eating healthy, but also tell a girl we've been dating for a month that she's your fiance. That's a thing I've done. It was a mistake. Anyway, okay, was that good? How was that? I mean, I feel like it's good joke structure. <laughs> but not like execute, you know what I mean? It's like, it sounds like a joke. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? What? I, wait, what? I, I love like the premise and everything that's happening. It's, yeah, there's, there's something missing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate the feedback. This is a joke workshop. Shut up, Stefan. <laughs> Excuse me. It's I'm subtle. asking for him. It's yeah, there's, yeah. I bet, yeah. I think that's right. Yeah. Okay. We'll work on it. Well, but that's why we wrote it yesterday. Anyways, what's the next joke I was going to tell? Yo, fucking dogs, am I right? Oh, what's the deal? They have four legs and we feed them? Uh. But you're like, you don't even get anything out of them. Oh, I didn't have anything. Here's one. Comedians are like, what if magicians couldn't do magic? Um, okay. That's not that funny. Oh, this is what I want what I wanted to say. Here's a weird thing. When I'm at the gym, I get turned on by how hot I'm going to be, you know? I'm just, like, working out being like, man, in six months, I'm going to be so fucking ripped. I'll look so good. And I've been thinking that once a week for five years because I don't work out very often. Um, and then when I do, I stop. Okay. Well, that's all the new stuff. Here's some old stuff. Oh, damn it. See, that was funny. The way I just breathed right there. Better than any joke I could have told. Okay. Um, thanks for all the feedback, Hunter. Uh, you're, here's some feedback for your thing. That's actually really funny. Uh, that's the funny thing that, you, that, that happened. Yeah, everybody give $2. And okay, well. Are you guys like a couple? Or you're just watching your friend do open mic comedy? What a nice friend. 
Thanks for coming to watch us as well. You fool. No, I'm kidding. Please stay forever. Um, well, actually leave once the mic. Actually, once the show's over. There's a show after this. Arjun Benji. He's so fucking... You're, dude, you're... I mean, oh, I was just about to say you're crazy, but you told us that was a diagnosis, so that's terrific. No, I... Oh, and so, oh my God, you're so right. I'm so sorry. You want to hear? Um, <laughs> I can I just tell you guys the first one of the first shows I ever did, like real show, like I got booked. I was like, woo! Um, I I have this joke about little people, about midgets, and uh, there's a fucking two midgets in the audience, <laughs> and, and I was like walking around to the other comics, going, do you do you think I should do you think I should still tell the joke? Do you think I do you think I should tell the joke? And and they were and then and then by the way I just I want to tell you guys something don't ever fucking ask comics for advice on anything on anything cuz they were like this hell yeah tell the joke in fact make it worse I'm like I fucking hate all of you <laughs> but I was so new I was like oh okay good you think so okay cool cool and you guys want to hear the joke yeah. okay this is a joke this is a joke so wait what did you just say <laughs> oh you're waiting for it how do you know it's terrible? I haven't told it yet. I wasn't talking about the joke. Oh, okay. I was like, you, have you heard it before? I was talking about like the situation. Oh, the situation. The situation was terrible. Okay. Oh my God, it was. Okay, so this is the joke. This is a joke. So uh, yeah, the other day I went to the movie theater and um, I was standing in line to get my tickets and behind me in line were these two little people, you know, this couple. And uh, I turned around and I was like, you guys, if you want, why don't you borrow my raincoat? One of you can get on the other one's shoulders. Okay? And then you only got to pay for one ticket. Right? Okay. This is what I found out that day. Uh, I found out that first of all, uh, little people don't like awesome ideas. They <laughs> don't like them. Uh, other thing I found out is that little people have like average size person anger. Did you guys know about this? So good news, I was, it turns out I was watching them the whole fucking time I told the joke, right? So I was almost telling it to them like an idiot, right? But the good news is they laugh, so yeah! I'm telling that joke ever since. Um, all right, so next com next person coming to the stage, um, really funny person, I don't know, uh, really funny person, you guys are going to have a great time, let's give it up for Orion Levin. She's right, I'm really funny. Thanks for coming to see me specifically. Really nice. Uh, they say that every boy becomes a man the day that he can successfully beat up his father. Well, if that's the case, I've been a man since I was 11 years old. My dad's a paraplegic. Oh, wow. uh, it's a, a game changer, you know, realizing I could put an end to any argument just by walking beside this man and tipping him over. At which point I'd always say, always, my tagline, who's grounded now? Uh, 
I think my, my mom must have had a fetish or something because my stepdad was also paraplegic. <laughs> like, statistically speaking, it's not the craziest thing, but it reeks of fetish. I didn't have to lay one finger on him. I could just hit him where it hurt, you know? You're, you're not even my wheel, Dad. Uh. You're such a good role model, Steven. If you're such a good role model, you just roll out of here. Give it up for my dads, guys. Okay. <laughs> uh, I've been hearing a lot about haunted houses. Not a whole lot about haunted apartments. You guys think a ghost entered an apartment and heard the guy upstairs and was like, fuck, that's annoying. What's he doing moving furniture at this hour? Why is he wearing boots? It's true, ghosts have made me very homophobic, terrified of homes, which is an irrational fear, really. I'm a millennial, I'll never own a home. It's like an ugly guy who's a homophobe, but you don't got anything to worry about, bro. You guys ever, th you guys think horses see cars driving by and are like, whoa, people. No? Hold oh, on, there's, there's more to this joke. I know there's more. I don't know, I, I don't know why I always act surprised when I see a horse in an enclosed field, but I do. I do. I, uh, I respond to seeing horses while I'm driving the same way I respond to seeing prostitutes. I was like, whoa, hookers. What are they doing here at two in the morning? I feel like I'm gonna be doing that the rest of my life. I'll be an established man driving around the Tenderloin at 12.30 at night. I'd be like, hey kids, look, hookers. Can never be too sure though, whether you're looking at a prostitute, but that's what horoscopes are for. Oh, yep, that's a hooker. <laughs> <laughs> Work in progress, guys. <laughs> San Francisco's cool, though. I love San Francisco because I love knitting. Or wait, I love sewing. And there's no shortage of needles here. Like, wow, these people are into what I'm into. Uh, I used to work at a pizza store, which is a very unusual place to find a, someone with a man bun employed. But it's what I did. It's what I did. Uh, one of my responsibilities was making playlists. Um, and sometimes people would come up to me and say, wow, the music here is really good. And I would feel amazing. I would feel really good. Not as good as stealing money from the cash register, though. That was a rush. That felt great. But even that didn't feel as good as masturbating into the pizza dough, right? That was whoo, top notch. I quit that job though. Now I'm just uh, doing house sitting. Uh, if you guys, for those of you who are employed, house sitting is when somebody goes out of town and then hires me to masturbate, masturbate in every room of their house. <laughs> you may notice a trend in my career path, but you know it makes sense considering what I went to school for. I got my master's in Bayesian. Thanks, guys. I'm proud of that one, too. That was awesome. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That shouldn't sound surprised. I'm sorry. That's fucked up, right? That is so fucked up. Oh, shit. Hold on a second. Yeah.
You guys talk amongst yourselves. So I actually used to, I used to live in the city. I lived in the city for a while. Um, I, <laughs> hey, what's going on? Um, no, I lived in the city for a while and it was one of those things, I'm sure you guys, anybody that does live in the city, uh, flat where there's someone living in every room but the bathroom and the kitchen, right? That's how it was. And uh, the guy who lived in <laughs> essentially the dining room, because I was living in the living room, <laughs> we just had pocket doors that were closed between our two rooms. And uh, he's this really good looking Irish guy. And this is what I used to hear like every other night. This is what I used to hear. Oh yeah, oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Shut up. You're gonna wake up my roommates. So I think, I think that was not really a joke, more of an observation, but I'm an observational comic. <laughs> I'm working on being a prop comic. I got my phone. All right. You guys ready for your next your next comedian? Woo! All right. Everybody, give it up for Keith Nixon. It's almost here. It's almost here. Sorry about this. It takes me a second to this thing not the smartest person in the world that's you can tell by the way I'm dressed too like who would come to a stand-up mic dressed this way well well basically uh, it's the same old story another horrible horrible week at work just disaster and it's nothing to do with the people that I work for or anything it's just me you know it's failure again another week of failure and I Sometimes I don't know, I don't know how to deal with it too well. Other times I just accept it and um, look at the motto, you know, no suicides. That's the motto, no suicides. If I could just get through another week, it'll be okay this time. And you know, I was here a couple of weeks ago, and I know I was gonna, I was gonna mention out of just in passing that. Not because it's interesting at all, but I'm pretty sure, you know, it's uninteresting. But there was this, <clears throat> this time I got slut-shamed, and, I, and I, I didn't even do anything. That's the thing. It, I wanted to come back to it, but then I got to talking about how I was a retard, and my eyes are kind of crossed and stuff like that. And so I got off topic again, which, which happens up here. I don't really, I'm not really clear on what I, you know, what I'm supposed to be doing. So I arrive at the hour and I sign in and, and then I, you know, amble up and talk about various things. But I know, I know a couple of weeks ago I was talking about being a retard and there's these studies and I want to, I want to clarify this week for the record, you know, that those two things are connected. The fact that I'm cross-eyed, not the fact that I'm obese, that's a separate issue. That's a separate issue. But the fact that I'm cross-eyed and retarded are connected because they had to do with an eye surgery. My eyes, my eyes I swear this, I, I, I swear that my eyes used to point straight and I was symmetrically, facially symmetric, they call it F-A, or no, that's asymmetric. But I promise that I was, but I had a surgery 
after I was hit by a truck, is this getting too long? <laughs> I had a surgery and my, because my eye was, the retina was disconnected. And so during the surgery, they misaligned the muscles. So one of my eyes pointed over a little bit and then they sat on the hose that was connected to the oxygen when I was in the recovery room for about a minute or so. Just long enough to, you know, take a subpar IQ down another 20 points or so. You know, not to, so it's kind of bad, you know. And then, and then so those two are connected. That's what I want to say that although, you know, the retardation and the eye asymmetry, they call it... Uh, well, there's a name for it, but I, I don't remember what it is because my short-term memory isn't very good anymore. It's another problem that comes with it. But, um, but I know I was going to talk about slut-shaming. I actually wrote it down because I was slut-shamed. And I, God, I just, I didn't even do anything. I didn't do anything. And I was, I was having dinner with these two women and this guy that's autistic. He's on the autistic spectrum. And and they were talking about previous girlfriends and what they like. And I had a previous girlfriend back when my eyes pointed straight. I mean, I could never have a girlfriend now, obviously. I mean, no one's going to talk. It's the first sign of trust is, do you have facial symmetry? So right away, I'm out of the league. You know, I'm never, never going to have a girlfriend again. But back in the day, well, I still recall when I, I could have girlfriends. And it was fun and everything. And I enjoyed it. She, she had a thing where she, she liked... She, okay, she liked my semen. She liked it. And I, I, I was on a vegetarian diet, I guess, that had something to do with it. I don't know. But I had nothing to do with encouraging this. Nothing to do... Uh-oh. <laughs> Man, it's like coitus interruptus even on stage. It's unbelievable. All right, well, thank you very much. I appreciate everyone showing up and just being here and helping me through this rough patch. Again. Dude, let's give it up. I, I, it's an open mic. It's not an AA meeting, man. What are you? What are you? No, that was terrific. That was fucking good. You guys, didn't you think that was good? Good job. I'm not lying. I realize everything I say sounds sarcastic, but no, I'm not lying. I'm serious. That was good. That was really good. I... <laughs> Hey, I told you you had one minute, Betty. Knock it off. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. All right, you guys ready for your next comedian? Woo! Um, I, 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 uh, I'm really, I'm glad she showed up because she texts me and she's like, oh my God. I'm like, you're fine, dude. All right, uh, give it up for your next comedian, Devorah Castan, I think. Yeah! Thanks, Evelyn. It's Devorah Kasdan, but you did just fine. And yes, I did have to make a very difficult decision before coming here between eating, sleeping, and masturbating, which is why I was about to run late, so I'm sorry. Um, I had a one-hour window. I didn't know if I could achieve it all. I ended up eating Cheez-Its in my bed and masturbating at the same time for 20 minutes, then sleeping for another 40 minutes, 
and you know what guys women especially are known to be good multitaskers so i believe women that if you really put your mind to it you can accomplish anything that's my inspirational talk today just for the ladies and yeah the one lady no two ladies sorry and in case you're wondering yes i am a woman with short hair that confuses people a lot um it's like i cut off my hair not my womanhood um yeah people make a lot of assumptions they think i'm going for an androgynous look i'm just lazy guys <laughs> Like, I'll get a lot of messages on dating apps, and guys will be like, oh, I could tell you're a freak because you have short hair. Like, you're so crazy. You must really get crazy in the bedroom. Um, I just want to cut down my shower time, guys. <laughs> that doesn't mean I want to get pissed on. <laughs> like, I just want more time to sleep in. That doesn't mean I want to be strapped down in leather on Folsom Street. Nothing wrong with that, just not my thing. Um, yeah, I'll get a lot of interesting comments. Like, I've lived in the city for two years, and on two separate occasions, men have come up to me and told me to not take it the wrong way, but that I look like a beautiful little boy. <laughs> I'm quoting this. This has actually happened to me. Um, I now have CPS on my speed dial when I go on dates, just in case anything happens. Because um, I'm not really sure why Like I question people's intentions now and why they're going on dates with me. Um, but I've actually really been leaning into it and catching all the D I can with my little boy look. I figure you just gotta take the compliments you can get. That's what leaning in means, right? <sighs> Anyways, guys. I like this room, it's very supportive. <laughs> so people say dating is hard. I don't think dating is hard. Like we can all get dates with the apps. Doesn't matter what you look like or what you're into. <laughs> I forgot your name, sir, but you just look so disheartened when I said that. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> you just look like dating is hard, or dating's not hard. It's so hard for me. No. Anyways, I think what's hard is that, like, what's hard is finding someone you actually like and then controlling them for the rest of their lives. <laughs> I think that's what we're all going for, really. Like, I just want to find someone I like and keep them in my control forever. So I've been trying to figure out a way to do this. Like, when we exchange numbers and trade phones, do I have them secretly share their location with me forever? Or like, on a first date, if things are going well, do I slip a Fitbit in their drink to track all their steps? Or do I like place a chip on all their condoms to somehow implant a camera on their dick? Just so I know where their dick is going. That's all I really want to know. Um, I haven't figured out the technology yet. So all my ex-lovers are in a basement. I really hope that some of you guys actually believe me. 
because that means you think I can afford a basement in San Francisco. That's like my white privilege working right there. Okay, I'll end on this. I think we should stop calling it resting bitch face and start calling it resting defense face. Because every time I happen to be in a good mood walking home and I look someone in the eye and smile, I end up getting followed home. Okay, you guys are great. All right, give it up for Devorah one more time. She was awesome. I uh, Another thing, when... <laughs> When I lived in that flat, uh, I had a, one of my roommates, one of my chick roommates, she was dating a guy who uh, was in a Dire Straits cover band. And if you don't know who Dire Straits is, that's totally fine. Don't even look them up. Um, let's tell you, it's not going to hurt your world from not knowing who they are. And every time he would go to a gig, he would, he would just wear a vest, you know? Like he'd wear pants and shoes too, but just like just the vest look, right? And I asked him one time, I was like, why don't you wear a shirt? And this is what he said in his best fake English accent. Oh, we don't wear shirts. And when we do, it's a lady shirt. I was just like, you're an idiot. Um, I actually don't have a punchline for that joke because that really happened. And in, in the real world, there are no punchlines, ladies and gentlemen. Just want to let you guys know a little life to listen. Okay, you guys ready for your next comic? Woo! Audience member, you having fun? You having a good time? That's you, you're the audience member, yeah. All right, what's your name? Manuela. Manuela, oh my gosh. Say more things. Oh my God, your accent is beautiful. I totally have a crush on you now. Um, all right. All right, give it up for your next comic, Mr. Marcus Dittmere. All right, thanks everybody. How's it going, everybody? Um, I, for, uh, it's going great for me. I'm really, really just blown away to be here at Mutiny Radio. I don't, I don't, I don't. Yeah, no, I mean that. Like, there's nowhere else I'd rather be on a Friday. This is my favorite comedy club. Um, and it's, and it's you guys that make it possible. This group right here, there's no, you're the people I want to be talking to right now. Um, all right. Uh, yeah, I feel good about myself and uh, I want to share that with you (laughs) anyway. Um, yeah, so, uh, I'm, I'm a big Louis CK fan. Um, uh, so yeah, I, I can't, I can't be mad at him. I can't, I can't work up the, like, I can't sympathize. I don't, I still sympathize with him. I know I'm not supposed to. Oh, well, whatever. Let me, let me, so let me, let me ride this bit for a little bit. So, uh, so I, um, yeah, like, I feel like the, the shit that I read that he did is stuff that I could see myself doing if like dared to do it. You know what I mean? Like not, not if I was, uh, you know, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't think of it on my own, but if my friend said, Oh yeah, why don't you, you know, like, you know, ask her if you, why don't you go just ask her. And, um, and you know, then he, then he's, was, he was asking and then, and then the, uh, it's like, well, there was one time where he did it without cons- like he, he asked, but then he didn't wait. He got him to laugh at it and then he went ahead and 
pulled out his dick you know and jacked off but he did that but that again like if, if i was dared to do that like uh it feels a little bit like i've been dared to do stuff like i had a friend dare me to um go out onto a baseball field during a minor league baseball game and do push-ups while the ball was in play um that was kind of a cool dare i'd like they hit it to right field and i was in left field and we just jumped the anyway anyway um or uh he dared i had another friend dare me to go to a date and just show up wearing um like he's like go to a thrift store and uh buy women's pantyhose and just uh pull them on over your jeans and just show up to your like okay cupid date like that you know like and i've had friends dare me to go streaking so i mean i could see you know i sort of see where if somebody you know dared me to like go ahead and try to jack off in front of people like multiple people because it's like if there's so what i'm trying to say is that since there is more people that makes it better in this case like with murder that's not the case with murder more people not better but um but yeah no i it's so i still i mean i was obviously it's like okay that's kind of creepy but uh, what he did, but I'm like, uh, I still follow him and I still like, so I Google his name, like fucking, you know, he went off the grid completely. So like, but I Google his name regularly, like a fucking stalker. Like I'm like, was he in the news now? Like was he in the news? I'm like always checking to see, you know, is he, is he coming back? Is anything happening? Um, but I don't, uh, because I, because I Google his name all the time, I know that, uh, some of his fans are fucking assholes. I'm not, I don't like write hate messages to women who are like, you know, involved in the th like oh you know fuck you for being a victim of sex abuse i don't know um but uh wait there's somewhere else where i was ah oh, fuck i totally got lost because there's, there's like something funny here there's something funny in this little in this area uh around the louis ck and i'm like where is it where is it mutiny radio it's not out of the room. It's in my brain somewhere. It's in my this fucking cavern of a head, this gigantic fucking head that I got. Um, well, I guess I could just talk about other stuff. Louis C.K., though. Okay, I remember what it was. So I, I actually wrote him, I, I, you know, like a fucking stalker. I wrote him letters, right? Like, uh, I, I wrote him a letter back when he was, you know, it was like cool to be his fan. And then I wrote him one shortly after the thing happened, but the second one got returned because he like is... He just went off the grid. He doesn't. His fan mail address doesn't work anymore. But in the letter, there was two ideas. One was that he should come to California, visit me, and hang out with me for a little while. You know, like be my be my buddy. And the second thing I suggested that he do, like I wanted him to do, was I wanted him to run for president. So the idea is like, you know, I mean, what do you guys think? Louis for president, CK for pres, CK two thousand. So it's like because they've got, we've already got a sexual assault guy in office, right? We've got like, uh, you know, uh, what do you call it? Times up, me too, you know, poster child dude. So we could have, so we, but, so, oh, and it was like, I thought like Louis and Trump, what they have in common is this shame, like Trump's shameless. That's how he got here, right? He's a fucking shameless, you know, that's like his, how he appeals to his fans. And Louis had a, had a album called Shameless, right? Um, I think Louis is actually like slightly more, uh, you know, modest than Trump. I mean, I don't, I don't know, but like, I, I, so, so anyway, like I found myself thinking about, so I was, I, I think in the, in the letter, I was going to suggest that I could be his vice president, you know, because I, because I think his response would probably be like, well, why don't you fucking run for president? And I'd be like, well, I don't really have any name recognition, but I could be, I'll be, I'll be vice president and I'll run, you know, run on your ticket. And then I imagined myself in this debate with uh, Kamala Harris in the vice presidential debate. We'd be like, you know, be me, Kamala Harris, and some Republican, and uh, and I'd be like, well, you know, um, and she'd she'd be saying like, well, you guys can't, 
you know, she'd be sitting her thing and I'd be like, well, you know, Kamala, I really like respect what you do. And I, you know, look, I would totally vote, say vote for Kamala Harris, but like you guys we're just, it's not working. We're getting our, you know, we're look what happened. It's a, it's a, anyway, this is getting a little too serious. This is, I, you guys should vote for me if I'm vice president, but I don't, you know, the, the, the message in my debate is like, you know, we just need a new direction. What it's like an all comedies party or something like that. Like this is, we need some kind of crazy new, I don't know. Uh, Dittmeyer, CK Dittmeyer, 2000. I guess is what I'm saying is like I think I think we're just gonna bring it in a new way. So uh, anyway, uh, I'll we'll go back to the drawing board on the campaign ads, rollout, and all that stuff. Uh, thanks for your time. Marcus, your phone, man. No, it's cool. Like <laughs> it. All right, let's give it up for Marcus. Clearly, you really want to see Louis masturbate, don't you? Come on over and just hang out. Whatever you want to do, I'm fine. I'm sure, you know, I don't know if you can get that, but you could probably get some dude in a Louis C.K. mask to <laughs> masturbate in front of you. I'm just guessing. That's probably a whole thing on Tinder. Um, oh, my God. Okay, you guys ready for your next comic? Woo! We're ready. All right, give it up for your next comic, Mr. Stefan Massey. Yeah? I was fully expecting a total butchering, but you nailed it. Good on you. Uh, hey, here's, a, here's an idea. I know you said you, the, you were looking for a new direction, so how about this? Uh, a new direction from the guy who showed a bunch of unwilling women a bunch of new directions. Uh, it's a work in progress. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> guys, I don't, I don't know how long all this artwork has been here. I've been very sporadic in my visits to Mutiny Radio, but I just want to paint a picture for the listening audience. Like, there's a bunch of paintings on the side of the, uh, the radio station here, and they're, like, very dramatic pictures of, uh, animals. Like, there's an x-ray of a rabbit and a rabid dog, and it's got captions in really dramatic fonts with stuff like traffic, struggle, greed beasts and and this is a place where we do comedy this is where we come to laugh uh yeah uh <laughs> i went to um a a group therapy session for people on the spectrum uh a couple weeks ago and it was very fruitful it was a very uh, it was a very uh great first session i learned that i do not ever want to go to group therapy for people on the spectrum ever again um it was clearly for people who are much worse off than i am much farther down the spectrum and uh like I, I went in and i said hey i'm just gonna i'm not gonna say much i'm just gonna uh you know observe if that's okay and then before it would let out someone was like he didn't say anything like i was there to infiltrate and and observe like how can we learn these the ways of these social outcasts they have so much to teach us um speaking of uh, and and uh i really hope that all the people there uh have jobs in which they they handle uh money in which they are you know working at registers wherever because i went to berkeley bowl the other day and the dude at the register had to count the cash i gave him five separate times before he could ascertain that it was the correct amount and we just need people on the spectrum working those jobs until we get the machines to take over all the jobs that none of us want to do uh, because that's that's what we're good for that is that is the main purpose that we can serve in society 
Um, speaking of people on the spectrum, there's an anime convention happening in San Jose right now. Uh, I used to, I, I went there for like 12 or 13 years in a row. It was like the highlight of my year, a lot of years running and like looking back on that, that's incredibly sad now. Um, yeah. And I just, it took me that long to realize, oh wait, I do not fit in at all with these people and, and they're, and I'm actually not interested in most of the things that they find totally fascinating and awesome. Um, but yeah, it's it's been interesting uh, lately because people have been, uh, certain celebrities have sort of brought anime into the mainstream a little bit. Um, I don't know if you guys know, but uh, what's her name? Uh, Kim K. She made her, uh, she had a, she put up a picture of the protagonist of this, this girl from a currently airing anime and said it was her hair inspiration. Uh, most likely she was influenced by her husband. Uh, and... Uh, <laughs> you know, there's been some movement toward the mainstream, but there's still plenty of reason to be critical about a lot of shows in the genre. Uh, one of the more popular shows is a series called Sword Art Online, uh, which uh, it's one of the more frustrating series I've ever watched. Uh, like 95% of all anime, it's about an ordinary male high school student, uh, but this one plays video games, guys. Uh, so in the near future, the premise of this series is they've figured out full immersion VR gaming. And this guy, Kirito, is one of the first people to do it in an uh, MMORPG. But some crazy asshole hijacks the game and locks everyone into their devices so the only way they can get out is to beat the game. And if they die in the game, they're also they're dead for real. Uh, it's a pretty cool premise, but it's also a ridiculous fantasy that a lot of dudes have uh, who play these games all day, you know, that their hobby would become something that has some degree of effect on the real world. And, and not only that, but Kirito meets the love of his life in this game. So not only is he number one on the Overwatch leaderboard, he also saves the world via his obsession. Then he bones down with his girlfriend, also a hot nerd. What more could any, uh, straight male want? Um, okay. Uh, uh, that's, that's, that's even more depressing than what I've been doing. So, uh, I'll end on this note, as I said, I'm on the spectrum, uh, and, um, I guess I can't really talk about it, so, um, I'll just, uh, sing about it. It's the remix to Cognition, intrusive thoughts come unbidden, shush my brain with some music, but it just keeps on glitching, cause I got a mental condition that makes it harder to fit in, small talk at parties is hard, so in the corner I'm sitting. I'm Stefan Massey, thank you very much. <laughs> Good job. That was awesome. Uh, I, <laughs> sorry. You know what? I was just gonna tell a joke, and then um, I, I forgot the joke. Has this ever happened to you guys? You forgot the joke. That's actually not a joke. I actually just forgot the joke. So what was the joke? I don't know what the joke was. Oh well. You guys ready for your next comic? I also forgot the name of the next comic. So I actually don't smoke pot, and which is amazing. I just, what was I? Oh, yeah. Okay, you guys ready for your next comic? Uh, coming to the stage, Mr. Clark Friendsman. Woo! Actually, you know what? Fuck that dude. <laughs> 
fucking hate him. He's a terrible... No, I have no idea. That's a terrible thing to say. I know the next dude's not here, but I'm just going to say his name because I know he's not here. You know what I hate? You know what I hate? When people put their names on the list and then they don't show up. Give it up for your next comic that's not coming to the stage, Mr. Paul Conyers. Fuck you. Okay, don't fuck you, Paul. We'll put you on at the end. That's cool. Oh, he's parking. Okay, that's cool. All right, you guys ready for your next comic? <laughs> All right, next comic coming to the stage, Mr. Assoff something. Is he outside? It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Mr. Assoff something. Late to the party, but not late to the game. Still not on the stage. Still not on the stage. Still not on the stage. Now he's on the stage. Woo! All right. How's everybody doing? Dvora. That's my mom's name. You know what it means in Hebrew? Yes. It does mean bubble. Do you sting? I'm just kidding. Okay. All right, so yeah, my name is Asaf. Everybody say Asaf. Say it one more time so I feel special. Yes. Asaf is a name in Hebrew. Welcome. Come on down. There's two front row seats. I'll just wait. All right, so my name is Asaf. It's a name in Hebrew. It's only two syllables. But I get confused because in America, it actually comes up quite a lot in English. If you pay attention Right, so like tonight, when you, go to, when you go to bed, you're gonna put your head on a soft pillow. When you eat, food goes down your esophagus. Tora, I miss you already. I miss you already. <laughs> Democrats always tell me, man, Trump pisses us off. Thanks, Uber driver. You can drop us off here. Coach, leave us on the field. Don't pull us off. And my favorite on Titanic, I would get so confused. Don't push us off the boat. Don't push us off the boat. It's a good name to have. Uh, I just started doing stand-up comedy. Thank you. A, uh, a seasoned comic told me, look, Asaf, just relax. Just talk to your audience like they just walked through the door. Talk to your audience like they're a woman that you met on the street and you want to take home. I said, okay, so I have a question for you guys. I'm a little nervous. Uh, do you guys take only cash or is Venmo okay? Either is fine. Okay, cool. I, um, I'm trying to become a better person. Trying to become a better person. I started feeding the homeless on Civic Center. I, um, I became an EMT. I want to help people. Uh, I even became vegan. But nothing is helping my karma at all because I am also Israeli. It's kind of an issue. Um, I do love challah. Do you guys like challah? <laughs> yeah, challah. Mm -hmm. I love challah. Uh, I love challah. I'm in love with challah. So I'm so in love with challah that when I start dating a woman, I tell her we're going to be in a polyamorous relationship. That's how in love I am. And I thought my mom would be against polyamory because she's kind of conservative. And she said, no, at least the challah is Jewish. Uh, I started uh, appreciating pole dancing lately. I do. I found this great spot. I go to the to it every single day. The music turns on. I look. Oh, 
couple dancers come out, start dancing, flipping. Oh my God, I tip them, it's great. But it kind of sucks because I, I never see the end of the show because I have to get off the BART at some point. <laughs> I, um, I don't understand. I mean, maybe I'm not connected with like the delicate art of dancing, but back in my day, dislocating your shoulder was an injury, not a dance move. I still don't get it. It's like, um, it's, it's very interesting to me. Um, so uh, I think cultural appropriation has been taking been taken way too far in our in the Bay Area. I went salsa dancing on Cinco de Mayo. I love salsa dancing, and on the dance floor, a Latino guy pushed me. He pushed me and he said, "Hey, I say, you're stealing salsa dancing from my culture." I say, and I said, "Whoa, whoa, I'm not stealing it. I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying something that your culture is phenomenal at. You're great at it. I come from a Jewish background." And I don't accuse people of stealing my culture when they open a savings account. Feel free to do it. Um, <laughs> I also have a confession. It's the first time I'm saying it here at Mutiny Radio. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not straight. I'm curly. See, my hair just curls up like this. It's real nice. Sometimes it, it curls up so much that it turns into an afro. And uh, people are super sensitive. I was walking in Oakland, and a woman said, hey, Afros are for black people. Afros are for black people. Stop stealing their culture, their identity. And, uh, and I said, wow, if you think that my hair is stealing black identity, you'll be very happy to know that none of my other body parts are stealing black culture at all. Um, let's see. Oh, I like, <laughs> I like dating women in the Bay Area. Some of them are very corporate. Uh, I dated a woman from Uber. She was nice. Um, she was very motivated. She was very self-driven. Enjoy that. Don't take that. I dated a woman from Google, and, uh, but she knew way too much about me before we even started dating. Yeah, it's tough. Um, I dated a very kinky girl. That, 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 was, that was really interesting. At some point, she said, she whispered in my ear, she said, Asaf, let's switch roles in the bedroom. I thought, wow, she's spicing things up. Okay, okay. She said, I want to play the man and for you to play the woman. I said, wow, okay. I, I'm, I'm open to things. Uh, and let me tell you guys, I respect women so much more now because those tampons are not comfortable. I will tell you, really, really tricky to put in. <laughs> uh, I went on a, I went on a, a race. I went to Beta Breakers. I went to Beta Breakers the other day, and I ran it, and I'll, I wore an amazing costume. Let me tell you, let me describe it to you, okay? So, I wore red shoes. That's it. That's all I wear. It's great. Okay, thanks a lot, guys. <laughs> all right. Uh, so for people that are just coming, I don't know if everybody knows, we need $2 if you want to perform. And if I do this, it's not that I think you're number one. It's that you have one fucking minute left. Woo! All right, good. Um, so, so, uh, <laughs> he doesn't need an intervention. He's fine. He's fine. I, uh, I was watching TV with this, um, it was that same dude, the fucking Dire Straits dude, right? So we're all in the living room and watching TV and we're watching uh, Planet of the Apes. 
right? The old one, the one where it was actually pe looked like people in costumes, which, you know, I was a lot more settled with than the new one, which actually looks like apes. Scared the shit out of me. So he leans over to mansplain, and this is what he says. He says, uh, oh, you know, in his terrible fake English accent, you know, apes are six times, the, have six times the strength of men. And I was like, wow, so like six men, wow. So uh, you're kind of short. That'd be like 10 of you, I guess. Is that, you know, I kind of fucked up that joke. I'm going to actually retell that joke on the next, on the next slide. <laughs> and I'm going to tell it right. So, uh, all right, you guys ready for your next comic? Woo! Woo! Yeah, we are. All right, this, this guy's a very, very good friend of mine, and um, he's pretty funny, so get ready to kind of laugh. All right, Mr. Jason Cole. Give it up for Erie, y'all. Please, ladies, no, stop, ladies. Please, ladies. Those of you listening at home, they're throwing their panties on stage. Come on. Theater of the mind. Hold on, I missed that joke. That quote joke. I didn't know it was next. That was funny. Can't you say who's on deck for retarded people like me? I'm just kidding. Shit on the host. That's fun. That's $5 worth right now. How's it going? Nobody likes me. All right. <laughs> Guys, if you're anything like me, you smoke pot and stare at your dog. Am I right? I smoke pot and I stare at my dog and I wonder what she's thinking. And I think she thinks I'm not doing enough in the way of retirement planning. It's pretty good weed. <laughs> I looked into it. Turns out my dog is right. I'm doing nothing. But I did find a online retirement calculator. Kind of helps you prepare. You put in your age, your total income, your total crippling debt, <laughs> a few parameters of the type of retirement you'd be used to, and uh, it crunched the numbers. Boop, 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 boop. Came back with my retirement plan. Said I should fake my own death. Yes. Fake my own death. Which is good, because I actually do have a exit strategy, which is accidental autoerotic suicide <laughs> while listening to In Excess. That's going to be great. <laughs> uh, that tests the age of the audience. That's good. Oh, fuck. Uh, I am kind of in a good mood, because I finally had my first threesome. Yeah. Bang this pregnant chick. It's, uh, it still counts. I don't know. It was super hot, my first threesome. Uh, it, felt it felt kind of illegal, you know? I mean, she was over 18, but I'm just not allowed to be near kids. So, you know, that's <laughs> uh, good, it's funny. I love that joke. Uh, that one sort of works. I saw this, uh, as you can tell from my accent, I am from Oakland, of course, right? <laughs> We're all done gentrifying San Francisco. It's off to Oakland. That's not a burrito, Chipotle. That's a burrito. <laughs> Oh, $5 burger, $14.99 pub burger. That's what it is. Our work is done here. On to Antioch. <laughs> uh, geographical humor. So out in Oakland, they have these billboards that says, after you die, you will meet God. Have you seen these? Some religious thing. After you die, you will meet God. And I'm thinking, great, I've faced death, but there's still meetings. Are you sure this is heaven? Coming up that escalator, ready to party with Tom Petty and Prince. They're like, oh, no, didn't you get the Outlook invite for the meeting uh, with HR? No, with God. Oh, he's real. 
He could see me masturbating all those times. That joke needs an ending. That's clear. Fair enough. <laughs> Saw this other thing on this road trip. They have these uh, you know, signs for the CHP. says, buzzed driving is drunk driving, guys. Buzz driving is drunk driving. Message received, CHP. Commit. Commit to drunk driving. That's what they're saying, right? It's the same thing. You lose your license for two years. It costs $20,000. Don't do that after three white wine spritzers, all right? Get arrested by the Coast Guard. Fucking man up. All right. Lo I love my drunk driving humor. It doesn't work. But uh, that's what I grew up in the 80s. Like every prom night year in high school in Lafayette, California, four blonde teenagers would die in their parents' BMW. It was like a yearly sacrifice to the wine cooler gods. That's, that's what would happen. But now everyone Ubers, so it's safe. It's no longer cool to crash into a wall and kill everybody but yourself on prom night, which also happens a lot where the driver survives. And it's not really funny. It's just me talking. <laughs> oh, I love comedy. Uh, time to go to the big list, guys. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Power outage. What? Hot take. Power went out over the weekend at my house over in Oakland. And uh, uh, I don't usually complain except, you know, all the time. So I called PG&E to let them know about my situation. And it was like, hello, PG&E emergency line. This is Todd. What is the nature of an emergency? Power's out. No computer. No TV. No internet. No nothing. Okay, sir, are you in danger? Well, as a matter of fact, Todd, I'm in danger of having to masturbate to memories. <laughs> Power outage is porno outage. Todd, are you there? Todd's not there, guys. I, uh, I have a next door neighbor who is a gun carrying agent of the Department of Homeland Security and uh, we don't really hang out much but I just know I feel I know weed is legal and all that stuff but I get all paranoid around him so once I was uh, two story just about to go on a show and I'm looking at my text and I'd smoked a huge joint right beforehand and I get a rare text from my neighbor who's an agent we only text every year like something got stolen on my porch blah 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 and it's from him and I'm all panicked because I'm super high and it said and this was a uh, it was like a month ago and he said hey I think someone left a pair of pink boots on your front porch that was meant for me, is it okay if I go get them? And I'm super baked, and this is from my you know, straight-laced gun-carrying agent, the Department of Homeland Security, I'm reading it, and my first reaction is, it's a trap. I mean, like, he's been following me because I smoke weed in my backyard, and uh, there's not really a story there, but I thought it was interesting. Now I know it's interesting enough that I should write a punchline that's better than that. But that was a real text. Thanks, you. That was an audible that I saw here. All right, guys, look at all this. So much more time, right? Perfect. It's my headline set. Did you give me the one yet? Fuck yeah. What's my four-minute closer, guys? Uh, let's just sit here and fucking talk about it because I have a bunch of long stuff. But to now that we're besties, let me tell you a little bit more my, about myself. My name is Jason Cole again. I am 48 years old, still single, never married, no children. Yeah. More red flags at a North Korean missile parade, okay? <laughs> Hard to meet women at my age. There's not really any cool chicks walking by my couch. I don't like to, <laughs> don't like to leave the house. As you can imagine, all my friends at my age, they're married, you know, they got the wife and the kids and the mortgage and the career job and the reasons for living. You know, total losers. Speaking of which, hey, Paul, and uh, I'm sure a lot of my friends think I'm gay, you know, because I dress cool. I'm kind of neat and organized. I have a tastefully decorated apartment and uh, 
I say gay stuff like tastefully decorated apartment and uh, <laughs> I, I suck guys' cocks. But you know, it's a confusing time. My name is Jason. See you later. Thank you, Mutiny. Thank you, Ely Diamond. Jason Cole. Yeah. All right. So I I was in my living room and uh, we were watching Planet of the Apes and my friend's boyfriend felt the need to mansplain to me. He leans over and he says, uh, he says, you know, an ape has the strength of six men. And this guy's like 5'5", five, five, right? So I turned around and I said, you mean like six regular sized men, right? Take like 10 of you. That's a joke. I should have told the fucking joke before. He, I, I will say though that then he said, then he said this to me. He said, uh, "Oh, you're, you're incorrigible." <laughs> and I said, "Oh, I'm incorrigible. That's awesome." He's all, "No, incorrigible." And I said, "Just because you fucking mispronounce it doesn't mean it's a bad thing." <laughs> all right. Yeah, I can try new stuff out too, guys. All right. <laughs> you guys ready for your next comedian? Do you guys like? Do you like tardy comedians? Comedians that come late, come late to the party. They just, they're, they're such big stars now, they can just show up whenever the fuck they want. You guys, you guys like that? Is that the kind of comedian you like? Is that the kind of me- comedian you like? All right, well guess what? I have that comedian here today. Just showed up whenever the fuck he wanted to. Give it up for Mr. Paul Conyers. What's up, you worthless cretins? Oh, my God. I'm sorry. My limo guy was, like, driving around. He couldn't find a place to pull over for, like, oh. I'm gonna get... That was fun. Uh, yeah, sorry about that. I was, you know, signing up at other mics, just trying to live my dream and shit. But by all means, feel free to ridicule me. Uh, what's up, Erie? Give it up for Erie. I've never... This is cool. Hosting at Mutiny, like two of my favorite things coming together. You're like the mint chocolate chip of comedy. This is great. You guys having a, a good uh, start to your weekend? Yeah. Memorial Day weekend. You know what I learned today? Don't ask a McDonald's employee how they feel about Memorial Day weekend. I, w- I was grabbing lunch today. I was like, you ready for Memorial Day weekend? They were like, what's a weekend? They were... <laughs> Like you, th- you mean that that thing on Tuesday at 4 a.m. where I'm allowed to go home and nap for an hour? Yeah, that thing. Um, ah, this is cool, man. I I'm I'm having a good day. Uh, as I was leaving the house, my girlfriend told me I'm dressed like a bitmoji, and I don't really know what that means, but it sounds it sounds mean. <laughs> I don't know. Well, what's up, man? You're not a comic, are you? Not yet. Not yet. Are you getting up tonight? I did. Oh shit! How'd it go? Awesome. I was late. I was super tardy. Yeah, I hear. I hear it went well. Um, I'm hearing. I'm hearing great things from you specifically. Uh, that's cool. Let let me let me get to know you a bit, man. What's your name? Asaf. Asaf. Okay, that's cool. Asaf. Like, how do you spell that? Everybody knows the pronunciation. Oh shit. Again, this is just probably just part of your bit that I missed because I'm a piece of shit. Okay, that's cool. Let me see if I can riff on that for the rest of the time up here. Jesus, Paul. Aggressive shift. Aggressive shift. Okay. 
Asaf, what's your what's your favorite movie? Favorite? Yeah. That a boy. Yeah. Give him a hand. He he just might make it here. Yeah. Uh, you know, I give him credit. He didn't say anything pretentious. You know, you ever ask a 20-year-old what their favorite movie is? And they're like, oh, Casablanca. And you're like, oh, I can smell the latte on your mustache from here, you fucking hipster. You did not like Casablanca. No 20-year-old. You, you, your film lit professor told you that Casablanca was great. You were texting the whole time, and you know it. I know you like Jurassic World. I know you, piece of shit. Um... I like movies. Uh, I did not see Black Panther. Um, and uh, I didn't understand how culturally significant that movie was until I told people that I hadn't seen it. You know what I mean? Like, I like if you've ever tell someone that you haven't seen a good movie or an important movie, they look at you with like sort of an excitement, curiosity, you know, like, oh, my God, you haven't seen Goodfellas. That's amazing. How have you not seen that? You got to see Goodfellas. But when I said I didn't see Black Panther, they were like, well, I can't change who you are. And I'm not a, you know, not a bad guy. I'm not a racist. I just didn't get, a, didn't get around to see. I had tickets to see. I was going to go see it opening weekend, and then I got food poisoning. And Asaf, I don't know if you know this about diarrhea, but it kind of puts a hard stop to your weekend plans. <laughs> because, uh, you know, I, I'm still young-ish, and I've, I've got, a, for the most part, a very strong, healthy relationship with my poop. My poop and I are, are pretty tight. Like, you know, he's reliable, dependable. And, you know, when my poop is going to show up, he, he usually calls like an hour ahead. He's like, hey, Paul, I'm thinking about, you know, coming by in like an hour. I'm like, that sounds great, poop. And then, you know, he'll be like, hey, just downstairs trying to find somewhere to park. I'm like, that sounds awesome, poop. And then, you know, five minutes, you know. Poop, it's me. Oh my God. It's, yeah, let's do this. This will be fun. But diarrhea extends you no such courtesy. Diarrhea just is like, hey, I'm here. Would have called, but you know. So, what are we doing tonight? Is it cool if I crash on the couch? I will be here much longer than you're comfortable with. Is it hot in here? It's going to be. So, anyway, I didn't, uh, I didn't want to bring that into the theater. I thought Black Panther was more important than that because. <laughs> I didn't, well, for a couple reasons. One, I didn't want to uh, have my diarrhea strike in the middle of the movie because A, it looks like a very important movie. I didn't want to miss any critical parts. And B, you know, it was opening weekend and we all saw everyone that was like super excited for that movie. I didn't want to jump up in the middle of the movie and like march out like I'm some tiki torch wielding white guy who can't handle a strong black cast. They follow me out to the lobby like, what's your problem, asshole? You can't handle Chadwick Boseman? Like, I, you know, it's really more a jambalaya issue. I swear to God. But that doesn't make me a bad guy, right? But yet every time I tell someone I didn't see Black Panther, they look at me like I'm cutting eye holes into my pillowcase. And that's not the case. That's my fa- That's really the only... That's my favorite part of the joke. And it, most of the time, people hate it. But... Uh, I like saying it. It's my favorite part. Because you know what? Little peek behind the comedy curtain. I did see Black Panther. It was delightful. Delightful film. It was good. But I just like saying that first part. I did have diarrhea and I took it in and I held it together for two and a half hours. That's what a goddamn man does when an Oakland made movie goes big. Uh, I like that movie. Did you guys, Did you? have we all seen it? Are we all good Bay Area? You have not seen it? Shame. Shame. No, it's cool. It's a good movie. I like that uh, villain, Killmonger. 
He was cool. He had a scar for every person that he's killed. You didn't like that? No. It's kind of creepy, right? Yeah, disgusting. It's disgusting, but at the same time, oh, didn't didn't he pick like a very aesthetically advantageous time to stop killing people? Just like right across, like right across. That that was good for him. He stopped right before he got to the money maker, which is a good thing. He's a looker. I wonder if his friends were making fun of him when he like just started. He was like two and a half rows in. It looked like a game of Tetris. And they were like, what's that, idiot? He's like, it's going to make sense. <laughs> oh, whatever, Frank. It's going to be Killmonger. You'll see. You'll all see. I want to see. I wish he didn't die because I did want to see him like get to that moral conundrum of like, fuck, I don't want to start another row. I'm going to let you off this time, but you're, get, you're getting off easy. If I kill one, I got to kill 34 others. <laughs> got to keep it symmetrical. One minute. All right. Let's finish this strong. Um, you know what? I have a friend and uh, she, she calls herself a stay-at-home mom. I like that phrase, stay-at-home mom, stay-at-home dad. That, that, that means a, a long time ago, someone came up with a really fun way of saying, I have children, but don't worry, I'm unemployed. And I like that. That's cool. Um, I, I, don't have, I don't have kids myself, um, I, I'm, but I, I'm an anti-vaxxer. I will proudly say that. I am an anti-vaxxer. Any, where are my anti-vaxxers at? Yeah, by, by tired, measle-filled hands, just raise those up. I, I mean, I look, I'm an anti-vaxxer. I think vaccines work. I just really don't like children. I just, you know, let, let's, that's fine. No, if you, you don't, you don't want to inoculate little Aiden. You think I'm going to be bitching that my chair at the airport's not getting kicked. No, that's fine. Let, let's let him go. Um, all right. I think, uh, I think I, I was tardy and I've now run the light. So I'm just, I'm just poorly timed all the way around. Thank you. Bye. for Paul Conyers. He's late, but he can do crowd work, kind of. Just kidding. Just kidding. He's my friend. I can fuck with him. He's my friend. He's my friend. Just kidding. I'll fuck with all of you. I don't care if you're my friend. That's how I make friends, actually. That's how I make friends. Um, there you go. This feels weird, Just shove it in there, baby. Just one finger? Um... <laughs> I don't fucking know. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, how's everybody doing? I don't know. <laughs> all right. All right. So I, this next comedian, she's one of my favorite comedians to watch. She's cause she's fucking crazy, but I love her so much. And, um, you guys give it up. Give it up for Miss Pam Benjamin. Evelyn Harry Diamond, the first thing I'm going to do, which is crazy, is give myself money. This is basically, I'm literally laundering money right now. This is me laundering money. That's money I didn't pay taxes for. I'm putting it into a bucket so that I can't put it into a bank account and then I can't pay taxes for it. That's what I do now. It's so weird. It makes no sense. Yay. That $5 came from a pot treat and then I put it to the thing and it, I, I just legally perjured. I didn't. No one from the government is listening. 
listening to this. I wish they would because then they could, it would be great if they were like, oh, we're going to get after you. And then I'm like, free speech. And then I got a bunch of free PR. Anybody else want to get on board? I'm like, find me. <laughs> Tell me I'm doing something bad. I paid taxes this year. Seriously, come on. $1,200 wasn't enough. America, like for this. <laughs> Seriously? Dude, the president pays zero. I paid $1,200. Like, come on. Uh, yay. I've been very political, not because I want to be, just because June 5th's coming. whoop a doo Who lives in San Francisco? <laughs> da 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 June 5th is very exciting. We get to make some really incredible choices about our future here in the city. Uh, we get to choose a new mayor, and we actually believe that they're going to clean up the poo off the street. I want the mayor to actually wear like an outfit and pick up poo themselves. That'll be fun. That's the only way to get the poo off the street. Unless they have some... I don't know what they're going to do. These are unsolvable problems. There's poo on the street. There's people that have no houses that are pooing on the street because the rents are so crazy. What do we do? And there's only one in and out in San Francisco. Francisco. Okay, of these problems, one of them is solvable. There's only one fucking in and out in San Francisco. What is wrong, San Francisco? We are behind the wrong issues right now. Oh, worried about homelessness? I want to talk about happiness. You know what happiness people in San Francisco are going to have when we get to have an in and out whenever we want? Oh, we don't have to go to Zavolf and wait with the tourists. Oh, they stopped the Segway tour to get with the in and out in line because there's no drive to. You could drive to with the Segway. The Germans want it. They'd go to another part of town on their segways to fucking go through the drive through and get an in and out How American is that? I mean, North San Francisco, whatever. What I'm saying is, of all the unsolvable problems, I'd really like a mayoral candidate to get behind the issues that matter to me. And that that's, I want a double-double. All right? I'm just saying thank you. Thank you. I'll be running, no, I will not be running for mayor. I don't, they have to get money to do that. It's so funny. I'm like, it's so dumb too because they get all this money and then they put it into things so my mailbox can be full. And I'm like, okay, now I got a bunch of cardboard. Do I start making like origami swans and making them as art projects and trying to sell? Like, what do I do? Do I have to wait for someone to have a wedding? To, I made you a thousand cranes out of all of the free paper I got from the... My point is it's not free paper. It costs like a dollar for them to say stuff that you throw away. Not funny, just real. Yay. Can we use it? Like, I wish I could make them into boxes for like to-go things or something. Like I need to start doing them for pot food. Like I'll start fashioning boxes out of, I'll actually do that tonight. I'll start with it. I have an X-Acto knife. I understand geometry. I can make a box out of Kamal, that Kamala Harris, London breed. I've got like 14 London breed things. All right. I'm like, all right, fine. We're going to vote for you. All right. I'm, a, I'm an Amy Farrow-Weiss kid. None of you are from San Francisco. This is meaningless to you. You're like, you're like, your politics are nothing, but we get really pissed off when we put step in poo. <laughs> like it smells so bad. I was thinking what would be great is if we could give um, piddle pads to questionably house people. You know, like when you have a dog or a cat and you have a piddle pad and they go potty on the piddle pad and then you throw it in the garbage. Like, what's the difference? So if you have a baby and it poops, and babies are people, right? Ostensibly. So if a baby poops into a diaper, you can throw that in the garbage. No one has a problem with it. And yet, 
human if you're if you're above three years old and you poop into a diaper what are we doing now like so but i I say it's all so i say we should give piddle pads to questionably house people so they can at least go on something and then throw it in the garbage or um those clamshell things like if we could all like recycle our um to go things and then put them in a special pile for the people to go poo in is nobody i live in the tenderloin this is like i'm thinking about real things right now i'm fighting about solutions i'm talking about i know it's funny too because none of it is real I play it. No, it could never work because we're just forever going to walk down the street and now we get to play a new game when we see a pile on the street and you get to look at it and go, man or beast, man or beast. And you get to make those choices together. It's a fun, fun game. Uh, thank you for listening to my jokes. Yay, Evelyn Harry Dunn. Pam Benjamin, ladies and gentlemen, kicking ass. Kicking ass. I, uh, my mom said something really creepy to me the other day, you guys. My mom is, uh, bye guys. Thank you. It's fine. My mom, my mom's a cougar, right? And she, she just got married like recently, not like a real cougar. Okay, whatever. Um, no, but like a cougar. And, uh, she got married recently and the, the guy she married is like 15 years younger than her. And I asked her if she wanted to come stay at my place cause she was coming up to visit. She's from Southern California. And she, this is what she said. She said, um, she said, no, I think we're going to get a hotel because I may want to get physical with my husband. It's just so disgusting. But then uh, I realized that she, she's showing a lot more respect for my house than I ever showed for her house. Wow. Uh, I got physical with a lot of boyfriends at her house. So... That was my teenage years. Uh, you guys ready for your next comic? Yay. All right. All right. So this, uh, I don't know anything about this comic, but I think this is going to be awesome. Please give it up for Mr. Colin Laser Eyes Mahan. Yeah. All right. I was, I was actually going to flip with Spiegelman, so I'm a little thrown off, guys. Sorry. Hey, uh, so I get a lot of writing work, writing email headlines. Uh, maybe you've uh, seen some of my better-known ones. Uh, You're a dick 12 inches big. <laughs> yeah, that's one of mine. Um, also, uh, hey, come your dick all over my face. Maybe you've seen that one. Uh, kind of supposed to say it with like a Russian accent, like, come your dick all over my face, you know? Because it's supposed to be like Russian, like, hey, is that right? Probably Russian, a Russian woman or a Russian guy. We could do this maybe testing. We don't know. And then a third one. Anyway, uh, so, uh, oh, I mean, you know, I want to welcome to the stage my good friend, uh, Bruce Willis. <laughs> How you doing? I'm Bruce Willis. Uh, it's great to be here. At, uh, oh, thanks, sir. I can hear you. I can hear you. All right, so, uh, you know what I was saying? You know, have you guys heard of this guy, Donald Trump, huh? <laughs> He's a fucking president, huh? This guy said some crazy things. I was thinking, what if, what if other presidents said the same things that Donald Trump said, huh? <laughs> what if other presidents said the same things Donald Trump said? I think it would go something like this, huh? What if George W. Bush said the same things Donald Trump said? <laughs> hey, uh, Donald, uh, uh, Crazy Mika and uh, 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 Crazy Joe went to, came to my house, Mar-a-Lago, the other day. <laughs> they said uh, they wanted to come on to Mar-a-Lago. I said no. <laughs> Her face was all bloody and stuff. I said no. <laughs> it's funny how this guy guys made me look like a good president, all right? 
<laughs> hey, you know, what if, uh, what if Bill Clinton said the same things Donald Trump said, huh? <laughs> hey, Robert Pattinson, uh, don't worry about Kristen Stewart. Uh, you're, once you see the ladies of the Miss Universe pad, you're not going to care about them. <laughs> hey, I had to uh, face the consequences for my actions. What about this guy? <laughs> hey, you know, hey, what, if, uh, what if Barack Obama said the same things that uh, Donald Trump said? Ah, <laughs> uh, um... I moved on her like a bitch. <laughs> when you're a celebrity, they let you do it. Uh, so I, I grabbed her by the pussy. I grabbed her by the pussy. Uh, there's really no coming back from that. <laughs> hey, you know, but uh, hey, conversely, huh? Conversely, <laughs> what if Donald Trump said the same things that other famous presidents have said, huh? What if, <laughs> Four score and seven years ago, our forefathers got a terrible deal from the Indians. I'm going to take away all their places they stay. Our forefathers, in order to form a perfect union, they were dumb. Why wasn't the union perfect? If it's not a perfect union, forget it. I'm walking away. Ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for the Russia and China. That's whose cocks I want to suck. <laughs> hey, hey, thank you, thank you. All right, uh, okay, I'm going to give it back to my friend Colin here. Uh, hey, thanks, Bruce. So, uh, thanks, thanks. So, have you guys heard about this incel? Oh, oh so fast. All right. Have you guys uh, heard about this incel thing? When I was a young man, I'm Gen X, involuntarily celibate, that was just the way it was, all right? <laughs> There was nothing bad about it. You're just a nerd who couldn't get laid. And when I was, when I was a young man who was an incel, I was basically an incel, right? Involuntarily celibate. I think, I think we're all involuntarily celibate sometimes, right? But the only people we wanted to kill were ourselves. <laughs> uh, I, think, uh, I think it would be great if somebody could combine 1980s sci-fi with... 1980s sci-fi movies with musicals. Um, let me just set this timer for one minute. How many, is it four minutes yet? Because I, I, I got a timer myself. I hate going long. What if somebody combined 1980s sci-fi movies with musicals? <laughs> Greeting Starfighter, musicals. Musical number with sci-fi. Greeting Starfighter, Alex Rogan. You've been recruited by the Star League to defend the frontier against Zur and the Kodan Armada. I don't know, Centauri. I don't really want to be a starfighter. <laughs> Who doesn't want to be a starfighter? Why wouldn't you want to be a starfighter? Who saves humanity? I mean, have you seen humanity? <laughs> They're terrible to each other. They're a bunch of assholes. Maybe they are hopeless. Oh, if that's what you believe, then that's all you'll ever be. You've got to sing. You've got to dance. You've got to turn those dark realities into a show tune like this. Bum, 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 bum. Everybody, bum, 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 hates somebody. Bum, 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 everybody. Bum, 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 loathes somebody. Bum, 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 bum. Someone to lean on. Someone to kill. Someone to squeeze out. Someone to cloud. Someone to piss off. Someone to piss on. I hate you, you, you. You hate me, me, me. We hate us, us, us. Bum, bum, bum. Anyway, and then it, is that mine? Oh, my own, my own timer has derailed my set. All right, well, thanks, guys. That's fucking cool, Laser Eyes. All right, Laser Eyes, let's give it up. 
that was I can't I'm not gonna tell a joke because you just did a fucking musical number and that's ridiculous so you guys ready for your next comic yeah. all right all right next comic on the stage I don't know him but he seems awesome his name is Mike Spiegelman hey you know what San Francisco you're bringing me down. <laughs> this city has changed. Oh, I have an example. Don't think I just said that without me telling about a personal antidote. I'm not, it's really about me, this story. I can went to the cat cafe and they would not let my dog in. This city has changed since I moved here. I said, well, it's my service dog. And they said, well, what about that dog? I said, well, that's my helper dog. That's my therapy dog. That's my pet dog. I got that dog from the upper hate, the one on a, oh, and my dog. They wouldn't let me in. Ugh. So I went on the bus. And can you believe this city, man? I think I might just move. No, <laughs> God forbid. Uh, but I was on the bus, and there was this baby crying. And, it was, and then the baby, they gave the tablet to the baby, and the baby was playing the tablet really loud. I said, just, I'm trying to, I told her, I told the mother. I scolded the mother on the bus. So much so that my dog started to howl. And when the bus drivers told me to get off the bus, I said, what? How am I supposed to get around the city? That's not fair. I have to bring my dog on the bus. And then I got a phone call from my mom and I talked on the to my mom on the bus. That's how I could tell how old you are when you're on, on the phone. Like if, if a kid has a phone on the bus and the, there's sound coming out of it, you gotta shush that kid. But when you're feeling suicidal about living in the city, you gotta call your mom on the bus, preferably when you sit next to me. As this guy, they, for when young kids are on the phone, right? When someone's on the phone, they're talking to their mom. But you can't, otherwise you're not supposed to use your phone at all. And this kid was on the phone, and he was really kind of out of sorts. And I, I definitely, it was not, I, I didn't mean to be in a phone booth. Because what he was saying had a lot of weight to it, but it was none of my fucking business. So I did the only thing I could possibly do. I opened the can of Pepsi, and I started drinking it. Oh, and then I burped. As loud as this conversation. And then I was drinking some more Pepsi, like a half hour into the bus ride. And he goes, oh, no, that's an asshole on the bus. Because I burped over his conversation. <laughs> oh, I was talking about my dog. I have um, 1,700 dogs for every occasion of the city. Because sometimes I lend them out to people. Because you have to have a dog now. You have to have them on the bus. You have to have them on the sidewalk. You have to have them at the restaurant. You have to feed them for the food in the restaurant. Hi, how are you? 
a little bit about myself. I opened for an X-rated hypnotist, is what I tell the police when they catch me fucking dogs at the dog park. I opened for an X-rated hypnotist. That is not a bite of your fucking chickens. I'm not biting off, I'm gonna leave. I'm not biting off. That me fucking dogs in the dog part bit has nothing to do with your Arnold Schwarzenegger fucking chickens on the moon bit. Where you go, I'm doing it. I'm gonna end on my friend's joke. I'm fucking more chickens than Charlton Esten. All right, uh, <clears throat> I've been that guy who's that joke. We've, uh, thanks, bye. Mike Spiegel. Yeah, She totally stole that. So, you guys ready for your... Hi, everybody. We got new people. We got, we got some great comedians in the house right now. And I'm still going to try out some new stuff. So I was hanging out with my... Uh, hey, it's an open mic. Fuck you. I was... Uh, I know I was hanging out with my sister and her little, her little baby, my little niece. And I was holding the baby. And uh, this woman came up and she was like... Um, she goes, oh my God, that's such a cute baby. I could just eat her up. And I said, that's cool, but just make sure you cook her real good because you really got to get that baby smell off. You know what I mean? Like that will fuck with your head when you're trying to eat a baby. And, uh, and then she was like, I wasn't going to eat your baby. And I was just like, I shouldn't have lied to me. You know what? I'm still going to work with it. I'm going to work with it. I'm going to work with it. And uh, I don't want to... I don't want to, it's just terrible. It's just terrible. Look, I walked people who weren't even here for the mic. This is so bad. <laughs> no, it's okay. No, I know, I, I know what everything's, I know what's happening. I know what's happening. I know what's happening. They're here for the next show, and then, but, you know, still, it breaks my heart, and I'm probably going to quit comedy, but it's Okay. I'm going to do it. Sorry for you guys. I'm going to do it at the end of this show, though. Um, all right. You guys ready for your next comedian? Woo! All right. Give it up for your next comedian, Rory Zoe. Ronnie Zoe. Shit. Yay! I think go, go, go. Hey, guys. My name is Ron Jow. That's a good... But I, I can see I can see uh, uh, where you're coming from, so that's good. Um, last time I put twenty dollars there, and this time only had twenty, so I was like, should I put another twenty? But I have a life, so I have to, let's take a pause here. Uh, I I um, I I was sick very often when I was a kid, so often that I basically went to the hospital almost every single week. And there's another girl there who's also sick very often. So we had a chemistry. Like, at the age of six, we fall in love. Like, we, we uh, share our lunches at the cafeteria together, right? We held each other's hands when we were passing by the nurse's station. And I thought, you know, I was gonna be a dad. Uh, we had a great time. Like, I didn't know his name, her name. He, she didn't know my. <laughs> she didn't know my name, right? But I think, guys, this is pure love, right? I think this is pure love. 
Because if you think about it, there's no way she would uh, she would uh, ask me something like, "How much money do you make?" or "How tall are you?" or "Where's our relationship going?" The reason why I I got sick very often was because when I was a kid, I don't like eating, I don't like sleeping, I like being naked. Like I'm just standing outside, then I get sick. And that's the reason why I don't like cold weather. I remember before I came to the U.S., uh, it was five years ago. I got two offers from two different universities. One is University of Arizona. Second, University of Pittsburgh. And for me, it was really hard to make a choice, right? Because Pittsburgh, great education, right? Great program. I knew people there, but Arizona, it's not cold. <laughs> so I chose Arizona. And I got so excited before I went there because I was like picturing like having a sports car, like going to different parties, like girls chasing me, right? But yeah, I wish either of them was true. I remember the first day when I got there, I was shocked. Because apparently there's a, a mistranslation between English and Chinese for the word warm. Because it's hot as hell there. In fact, the, in fact, it's so hot that there's no hot yoga in Arizona. Because everything you do is hot yoga. Like grabbing something from a top shelf, that's hot yoga. Like lying on the bed, that's hot yoga. Like doing downward facing dog on the street for no apparent reason, that's hot yoga. And weird. And for the two years in Arizona, like I couldn't go out with the women there because they were too hot. One thing you might not know, like I think I want to tell you guys, people in Arizona are excellent drivers because it's just way too hot. Like when, you're, when you park your car for five minutes, when you get in, you can't even touch the steering wheel. Like basically, you have to poke it. You have to poke it basically. If you want to if you drive, like you have to poke, like turn right, you have to poke this way, turn left, you have to poke that way, right? You basically, if you go to Arizona, you can see people poking with two hands all the time. <laughs> and I once, I once tried to do it with chopsticks because I'm from China, apparently, and it did not work. <laughs> Two years ago, I decided to try something new. I decided to take a cold shower every day in the morning. Because we, we all know the benefits of doing it, right? It's, it, it helps with our, with our stress, right? It makes our skin feel better. But for me, I just wanted to be naturally high. Because I couldn't afford drugs. So, so I studied this guy called Wim Hof. He's basically 60 years old, and he could climb Mount Everest half naked. Like, I w when I heard of him, I was like, do you know what that means? It means that if I study his method, I can be naked all the time, everywhere I want. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Mr. Ronnie Zoe, I think. Ronnie Roy.
Oh, well, whatever. Hey, let's give it up. All right. Yeah, I'm married. I'm married. It's actually a super cute story how I met my husband. Um, shut up, Paul. Um, uh, super cute story how I met my husband. We were both out for a run, and uh, he's Mexican, so like at first I thought he was chasing me. Um, yeah, I don't know. Everything worked out good, though. It's good. It's good. Not that joke, but everything else worked out great. All right, we're ready for our last comedian. Of the night, there's no, is, there's no time. It's 7:58, and in two minutes, the next podcast starts. Who's the last, buddy? Oh, okay. Come so on. what we'll do, what we'll do two instead min- is we're gonna wait two minutes till the next podcast starts, so that we can start you at the beginning of the next podcast. So uh, we're gonna put a little commercial on real quick, and then we're gonna be right back. And you're actually gonna be on a different podcast. You're on the Showcase podcast. You'll be Woo! on Fantastic Comedy Club. Good job. <laughs> Give it so up. Thank opening, you so much. You'll this be on Beauty Radio Open Mic. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> 